Hello and welcome to Old vs. Gold, the podcast that takes your fond childhood memories and holds them up to the harsh light of today. This week's movie is Star Trek The Motion Picture. Tim, why are you vibrating? <laughs> he's he's phasing out of our space. <laughs> Whoa, that's way too much coffee. Podcast is so much better in one of the other universes. <laughs> it's got more listeners in another universe, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, that's mean. That's terrible. But it's also illegal. So. It's il- il- yeah, it's sorry. underground an underground podcast. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yes. With with the sliders. Yeah characters find it um as, as they're sliding i don't think so would they go into the universe no. where podcasts no. that would be no, in that universe the, the nerdist channel is taken over all other non-nerdist <laughs> podcasts are forbidden so. <laughs> <laughs> it's government enforced it's just chris hardwick's face on a giant billboard <laughs> everywhere <laughs> saying listen instead of obeying <laughs> okay so imprinting right in psychology is um um, any kind of phrase-sensitive learning, or phase-sensitive phase learning, oh, sorry, okay. uh, that is rapid and apparently independent of the consciousness of behavior, right? Oh, so, okay. like, birds knowing, or animals knowing what their mom looks like, and, you know, the geese that follow the ultralight plane, because they're imprinted on the ultralight plane and they fly around that. You've heard of the bat, right? Okay, yep. Okay. Is there any, the question is, like, the Enterprise is an imprinted thing for me. Like, if I see the ship, I suddenly feel comfortable (laughs) that I'm watching something that's going to be fun because of my memories of, as a kid, going back and, like, always seeing that shot Mm. of the Enterprise. Mm. So it doesn't matter what version of the ship it is. It doesn't matter if it's a piece of art that's kind of like it, but not quite. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's the Abrams reboot with mm-hmm. the giant thing, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, the mm-hmm. flashy lens flurry thing. That sh- that look mm-hmm. brings me back to that feeling. Hmm. So I, I was wondering Spock if anyone else had that. Does Spock, <laughs> Spock agree with me? <laughs> no, I was just wondering if anyone else had that kind of thing for, for this or anything else. If I ever did for the Enterprise, the... Abrams movies have ruined it. Aww. So, but I don't, I don't think I ever felt that strongly. I mean, I certainly... Yeah, I think... Well, I, I know I don't because I feel that kind of feeling maybe with the original series itself, but not with the subsequent series. So, hmm. okay. so I don't think it's the same kind of... And, you know, the original series is kind of co- a comfort zone. Yeah, well, me, it's even, definitely... Even at its yeah. most terrible. <laughs> you know, but, but also at its most good. So, yes. but, you know, I felt like you know, when they tried that again, enough had changed, and it was a different attitude, and different people, so it didn't carry forward. Well, Cer- certainly, the uh, the the Enterprise has that familiarity feeling, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and and uh, you know, a lot of like excitement and 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 uh, uh, you know, just like good feelings around it. But for me, like that iconic, like this is home. This is what. You know, like uh, you know, the warmth of mother is. It's, yeah. For me, it, it's 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 a different movie series. The whole James Bond. Where, oh yeah. Where you have okay. this, the silhouette of James Bond holding the gun up that that's at the beginning of every movie. Yeah. That's like oh. the. 
you know, mm-hmm. like the, nice. the kind of the comfort of home, the comfort of mom. Yeah, you know, that, that 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 bonding imprinted thing. <laughs> Mom had, had a gun. <laughs> I was trying to kill you. <laughs> you may want a different mother. Wait, oh dear. Have I not explained my childhood? <laughs> I think you just did. <laughs> so, so the reason I bring... All, oh, no, go ahead. So uh, for me, not so much the Enterprise itself, but the theme music. Oh, okay. Th- right. Those first couple of notes, and mm-hmm. I just get to a, a calm place. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. So the reason I bring this up, of course, is that this week's movie is Star Trek The Motion Picture, December 1979. I'm Robert, independent filmmaker, gamer, and the dish that is best served cold. With me is Tim. I'm not Tim. I am Beecher. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> no, um, that's, that's a James Bond reference. <laughs> also is Rich. A rich, long-time uh, Star Trek fan. Excellent. And Sam. Brain, brain, what is brain? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, let's bring up the really bad. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, the, we're, we're maybe about to watch one of the worst films, but who knows? Or not. Or maybe not. Who knows? Um, How can we know? Budget was $35 million, estimated. Sounds kind of low, even back then, but okay. Mm. Opening weekend, $12 million. Not bad. December. I was probably about uh, um, three million of that. Yeah. <laughs> Consider that Star Wars two years earlier was seven million. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, worldwide gross was uh, 139 million. Mm. So pretty uh, a successful box office mm-hmm, run, mm-hmm. I'd have to say. Uh, film directed by Robert Wise. Which, had I known at the time, because <laughs> he was Sound of Music, yes. uh-huh. uh, you know, like the, the, the geek in me would have run screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was born in 1914 and died in 2005. Um, let's see. His first film was The Day the Earth Stood Still. I didn't know oh, that. When I was yeah. going through studying this, I didn't know he did yeah. that film. 1951, that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, run Silent, Run Deep in 58. Uh, West Side Story in 61. Wow. Uh, the Hills Are Alive in Sound of Music in 65, The Andromeda Strain in 71, and The Hindenburg in 75. I, I bet that film ends well. <laughs> I actually saw that film. Oh, you did? Spot. <laughs> so he likes doing musical sci-fi. <laughs> yes, <laughs> apparently. Um, I'm not going to go over the, the main cast. I'm just going to list the two, what I guess we would call guest stars yes yes <laughs> and they might as well have had red shirts but well no spoilers all right um i'm gonna screw up this name pierces kampata kampata as elia Ela- elia you apparently didn't Elia. watch the trailer because they, no, they, yeah. they, they they very I did watch the succinctly wow. pronounce her name. <laughs> yeah. Those trailers back then, wow. Yeah, Just like would terrible. you have actually gone to see the movie had you seen the trailer? I probably did. I Although trailers, trailers all, all trailers were like that back yeah. then, though. I don't really? know why they were yeah. just so poorly edited. It was it was so dry. It was it was it was if my. My Vulcan grandfather was trying to tell me about the movie. <laughs> Although, on the upside, they didn't show you the entire movie. Yes. yes. And they also didn't have the Inception, blah, yeah. <laughs> with fade-ups and fade-outs and, you know, dips to black, I guess you'd call it. Anyway, so she was, uh, after the after this movie, she was in Nighthawks with Sylvester Stallone, oh, Rutger Hauer, and Billy D. Williams in oh, 81, dear. Megaforce in 82, <laughs> and MST fans will classic. remember Warrior of the Lost World in 83, which was on MST, I don't, I don't remember when. Yeah. 
Um, but it definitely yeah. was. Yeah. And then she did some TV, Hunter, MacGyver. Um, all the required ones yeah, from that era. <laughs> yes. She, uh, born in 1948, died in 1998, mm-hmm. so only 50 years old. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I, I didn't do any research on why she died. Um, anyway. And Stephen Collins as Decker. This guy has got a lot of work. He's uh, Tales, Tales of the Gold Monkey, a TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Cutter. <laughs> it was uh, 82 and 83. I remember that. And Isn't that before Indiana Jones? What was the year? 82. Mm, don't think so. When was Indiana Jones? Wasn't that in the 80, 81 range? Was it that early? Raiders, I think, yeah. No, Maybe even I, earlier. No, I thought it was like 83. Damn it, now I have to do some research. Okay, Why so we've I narrowed it down to either before or after. Right. Yeah, so it's it's oh, 50, I just 50 it up. Chance. It's 1936. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, he was also in Brewster's Millions in 85. Ooh. Jumpin' Jack Flash in 86. Um, you know how I love those TV movies, those sappy TV movies. He was in A Woman Scorned, The Betty Broderick Story. Oh, then yeah. in the same year, the sequel, Her Final Fury, Betty Broderick, The Last Chapter. <laughs> <laughs> he was on two seasons, I guess, of Sisters, um, Batman Beyond, and Seventh Heaven from 96 to oh, 07. Yeah. And he's currently on Revolution. Mm-hmm. Raiders was 1981. 81? Oh. Okay, so this show was the response to the popularity of Raiders, I'm yeah. guessing. Because, I mean, come on. It was just, it was Raiders. No, no pure just coincidence. Was, yeah, 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 totally. No, no, no. Yeah, I totally believe that. It's like those right. two asteroid movies that came out. Of this yeah. <laughs> and that is Star Trek The Motion Picture. We we all know very well the, the main cast, and I believe all of them were back for this. Even um, the yeoman, the what's mm-hmm. name, Rand, Rand, was yep. back. Yeah. Um, and uh, the nurse chap nurse chapel was there too. Yeah, Major Barrett. Yeah. She, she I, I haven't seen this everything. in so long. I can't remember. Yes. Yeah, that, I, I don't think there's been any Star Trek anything that she hasn't been in. Correct. Yes. Wow. Nepo- nepotism. Yes, I mean she. I mean her voice is the mostly, voice of the computer. Yeah. But um, yeah, she did Nurse Chapel in, in, and I think she's played some guest cameos on other things. Yeah. Well, oh, she and, was um, yeah. Troy. 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 Troy's uh, yeah. mom, yeah. And a fun fact, a very young Will Wheaton was in the movie but got cut. Oh, no. And by fun, I mean not fact. <laughs> not fact at all. Wait, no. he would have been like five. <laughs> <Even> if, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it could have happened. That would be That's funny. If daycare on the ship? I don't know. <laughs> that would be hilarious if it were true. I think I was 11 when this came out, and I remember... It was a birthday present, and I had my friends with me, and we went to the theater. Oh, wow. And I do remember all of them being bored except me. Oh. Yeah, so, so I, a bunch I, of 11-year-olds. So you got asleep. new friends. Yeah, I, I said, you guys no. are out of here. I don't want you around anymore. You didn't like the Star Trek movie. I had that voice when I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> I was very intimidating. Were you the, the Batman when you were? I was, I am the Batman. <laughs> So I, I, I have a major. Confe- your homework. I have a major confession. <laughs> yeah. And, and my mother should fast forward for the next minute right now. Uh oh. Oh. So I don't actually think I've seen the movie. <gasps> I, I I couldn't uh, see enough of the to remind myself if I've actually seen it. Mm. The, the trailer certainly doesn't tell you. If, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think the windows imploded because everyone gasped and <laughs> yeah, the yes. air was sucked. <laughs> yeah, so like wow. I I can't I, you know either like the false repressed memory therapy you know helped or or something, but I cannot remember seeing this movie. Oh great! Wow. Now we're gonna watch it and you'll remember something that tra- traumatic. That happened while you watched it. Or maybe your brain is just trying 
to protect you. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Uh-oh, we're going to unlock it. Oh, dear. <laughs> there, there's um, a chance of that. Are you progress. saying there's not going to be a part two to this podcast? <laughs> there might not be. <laughs> we may have to change locations to the mental ward. <laughs> um, there there saw should be nice other... sound suppression there. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, the yeah. acoustics would be awesome. <laughs> you, you saw the other films, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The two and three and four. Yeah, and, and, and I, should, I should have seen this one, but uh, <laughs> I, I just can't remember. Hmm. Huh. Do you remember scene five? Yes. Five wasn't five the really bad. Uh, yes, yes, that was it. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. I, 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 I'm I don't curious to... if it's the badness that you don't that made you not remember. Oh no 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 no! I, I embraced embrace the whale. Uh, you know, so. not, oh, that's not the whale. Oh, that's four. that's the that's one after four. that. Oh, five is the search for God. Oh, ooh, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> See, what maybe I'm here it, for. Maybe but this day is just getting worse. <laughs> interesting. This will be very, very interesting. I think instead of watching the film, I'm going to be watching Rich. <laughs> I should set up a camera. Watch Rich we should put it. those like <laughs> electro things and yeah. like measure his brainwave response and stuff. Flatlining. <laughs> Wait, that would be bad. <laughs> that would be not so funny. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, Sam, what do you remember? Um... I remember that three quarters of the movie was that love shot of the Enterprise when <laughs> yes. we first see it for the first time in, what was it, 15 years at that point. Yeah. Um, I was incredibly excited about this, as I think I mentioned on another podcast. I was pre-internet fanboy getting my hands on whatever news I could on Star Trek. And uh, I, I knew basically the plot, who was in it, what was going on how stupid the uniforms were long before <laughs> any of the real promotional stuff came out. Yeah, so this was like they were trying to start restart a TV show yes. and call it Phase 2 yes. for like quite a while. And they even had some sets and people were cast. And I think Decker and Ili- yeah. Ili- Ili- yes. Ili- were characters in that story. I believe Let's, that is absolutely yeah. correct. This was also a response to Star Wars and yeah. seeing that the public yeah. would see a movie with sci-fi and mm-hmm. and all yeah. of that. Yeah. So some of this was a response to, we need to have special effects in yeah. it. <laughs> it wasn't at Close Encounters. Uh, it had also been out. Yes. And, yes. And yes. Oh, yep. Um, I think yeah. to simplify this podcast from now on, we should, for the rest of the podcast, we should refer to Persis Kambata's character as Susan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, Susan then. <laughs> so the the other thing I noticed, and, and when reminding myself of it, trying to remind myself of this movie, is there are twins in the movie. Huh? Are there? Yeah, the two of the actors are oh, twin, twin brothers. Nice. Yeah. Well, Wait, just got who? better already. Uh, the the uh, the do hands. Oh wait, what? Whoa, yeah. Scotty! My mind is blown away. No, no, the, the, no. the, the two the actors, not the the characters. Well, I know, oh, but yeah, there's a Duhan twin. Yeah, mm-hmm. is there really? Yeah, I've never heard that before. And and so like I I saw that they they had the same last name, and so I looked them up. They play minor characters. Oh, okay. and um, I think it's James Duhan is their their father, ah, who they say is a okay. famous actor, though I can't. Well, he's well, James Duhan is Scotty. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, then yeah. So is Scotty's kid. Scotty has two twins. Perhaps, sons? apparently, oh. could be. Where in the world are they in this movie? 
but we'll find out. Uh, they're they're <laughs> like they're like uh, one's a red shirt and one's a gold shirt. Like, oh, so they're not kids. They're yeah. They 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 they. Well, actually, I don't know how old they were at the time of the movie. This well, we'll have to. We'll this will warrant visual investigation. Yes, uh, we will. and internetal investigation. internetal investigation. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dirty. For yeah. some reason. I don't know why. Okay. Okay. We'll look. Um, for, we'll look for the twins. Yes, <laughs> Tim. You're um, I was very excited when this came out. Saw it in the theater. Was very happy with it. Very mm-hmm. pleased with it. I'm bound to have seen it all since then. I don't remember particularly if or when or reactions. Uh, a few years ago, we walked in on the end of it at the Castro Theater. They were playing that and Star Trek Two. Right, we yeah. went to see Star Trek Two, and we got there early and saw the end of Star Trek One. Like yeah. the last half hour, maybe. I think so. so yeah. I don't want to judge the movie on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we were mainly there waiting for Star Trek Two to start. So, yeah. Which was so fun. yeah. So I, I'm sure today is the first time I've seen it all in a long time. So okay, we'll see Great. what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We might as well just uh, sit down, buckle up, and uh, get ready for this. Are you ready Set our to, to just stare sun. at yes. uh, <laughs> just stare at the screen for long periods of time? That's how movies ordinarily work. Yeah, that's true. I'm looking forward to it. But, but I, in this one, we're going to call it the main view screen and not yes, main yes, view yes, 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 yes. I'm I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm I I know that that stuff is probably still going to be bad, but I I predict that the story will at least be better than like any of the Abrams reboot stuff or. At least better than Star Trek Five, <laughs> or let's say the last couple of next gen movies. Mm. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. All right. At least better than Spock's brain. Well, <laughs> that was third season, wasn't or it? Or the Savage Curtain. <laughs> well, hopefully, it's at least better than the trailer. Yes. <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> All right. So let's pause, pause the podcast here. Pop in your copy of uh, Star Trek: The Motion Picture, and beam us up, Robbie. Beam us. <laughs> No, I will not say that, damn it. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Some sort of amateur thing? Oh, wait, it is. No, yeah. I'm kidding. All right. Definite, by definition, it actually is. <laughs> I guess so. All right, uh, we'll see you in a minute. Bye. So at times I wish this was a... A video podcast, yeah. Because mm-hmm. then we could cut to each of us one by one staring at something <laughs> for like twenty minutes. Well, I'd walk into the podcast, look around, and then walk out a couple of times. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Yes. First, second thoughts. I would say it's kind of interesting because really, the movie has only one problem. And hey, sing. Yes. <laughs> That's really You're like, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like a really good, like, final episode of the series. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. It feels like an episode. Yeah. Yeah. There's an episode in there, let's yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. If, if, well, yeah, we, we have already seen it with Nomad. Well, yes, yeah. There's that. But if you did a little editing, it could be, it could have been a 43 minute. Like, it really, yeah. It totally I, I do have to say, I was thinking about it. I liked how they were building tension, especially going into V'ger, but it was way too <laughs> slow. Yeah, they just went too long. I got yeah. what they were going for yeah. to, point, to a point, and yeah. they just kept going. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they, they, it was somewhat appropriate, but... Well, I mean, but. They, they started it off with uh, 
um, when they were uh, get, first getting to the Enterprise, and Kirk is like, we need to take off in 12 hours. And, and then they do this, like, 45-minute <laughs> circle <Yeah>. around. <laughs> Let's yes. do a fly around the inspect that, the entire outside of the ship. I, I remembered that from original... The, when I originally saw it, and that was a nod to the fans who yeah. had I guess been wanting, but yeah. agreed. <laughs> and, that, and, no, that was like twelve nods. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes, yes. And I'll admit to like getting head. a little emotional when the sh- the little pod swoops yep. around and it's heading in, Me and too. Kirk is looking at the ship and everything, and the music is like. Even though it's not the original Star Trek music, still. I, I don't know like, if I could have held it together if it was, actually. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the emotion is there for the first, like, three glances at Kirk. Exactly. Looking at the ship. Yeah. Round number 17. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, let's, let's yes. go in now. It's cold in space. So, so the, the one thing I realize is I've never seen this movie. You we never gathered, have. I okay. gathered you hadn't when wow. you, when. when I realized you didn't know what V'ger was. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Wow, that's yeah. cool. All and, right. and I think this must be the only Star Trek, aside from the actual Enterprise television show, that I haven't seen. Oh, well, you don't have to bother with it. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> that, that had some moments in it. Two. Um, okay. Um, it has a, it's the only Trek with a puppy. Well, there's that. Yeah, that that's puppy one is of my the problems. <laughs> well, only, okay. Yeah. The only character in so, obviously, they wanted to, like, the whole 2001 influence. Oh, yes. And I don't know how many other films did this, but the whole piece of music in over black at the beginning. Mm. Yes. To, like, get you in the mood or whatever. Yeah. Maybe that's a, thing, a normal thing back then. I don't, I don't know. know but, I don't know. And I know that 2001 did it. Because uh, we saw it at the Castro, and they played it they, yeah. that way, the way it was originally done. Yeah. I and suspect, it's great. I suspect others must have probably did yeah. Yeah. older movies. But this was weird because it would it would do that, and then it would go to like the Paramount logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. obviously, the the other movie that it was deeply influenced by was Star Wars, which I didn't uh, realize until watching it. The the Star Destroyer go over ships to start it out. Yeah. Spock. Spock um, looking basically like Darth Vader without a helmet at one point. <laughs> uh, there, there were many, many. Oh, uh, Chekhov and and his hand getting damaged. Yes. Well, uh, and sp- <laughs> the yeah. the center core that you you kind of wanted to destroy, like you. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> when, when they were flying in at one point, it looked like going through the trenches on the Death Star. Yes. Uh, the if, parallels. If that were trench had ended in a sphincter. Yeah, <laughs> lots of sphincters oh, I, I and a vagina. You're all about let's call it what it is. Yes. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, they basically went around to the backside and came in through the anus. Yeah. Yes. But then Kirk and Decker are talking about we're right down its throat. It's like no, no you're not. No, no you're not. No, you're no, you're no, in no. the colon, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you're going up the back end. <laughs> oh um, yeah. The other 2001 influence is the notion of. We can just show the Winamp visualizer for 15 minutes and <laughs> yes. people will think it's cool. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, part of that was, Rich mentioned during the movie, getting across the scale yeah. of yeah. Viager. And again, got it. You got know, it. The, yeah, they like, establish yeah. that and continue. Yeah. You know? Well, but first they're passing through the giant cloud. Yeah. Which for some reason also had all these weird shapes and lights in it. Yeah. Well. Which I don't know was kind of 
awkward to me. It's like at some point I'm thinking, are they trying to say this is like a in between the clouds and they're flying through like a pocket of clear area or what's going on here and it's just yeah it was too much they needed to just kind of get through the cloud and get to the ship i think what they were saying the ship was, was the impressive thing we finally have a star trek with a special effects budget let's use yeah. it yeah. Yeah. yeah which was sort of they sort of did like the, the so the models at least that they filmed oh, with were God. incredibly detailed yeah i was amazed at, at yeah. how much detail was in those models yeah and I, then they kept showing us people falling through space. Oh, yes. <laughs> the little guy floating around during the Enterprise, uh, whatever, the, before the launch sequence. It wasn't part. just that one guy, because they also went to the, the space station, and there was oh, a yeah, guy yeah. out in, yeah. everywhere. There's, there's somebody falling through space. <laughs> Help me, please. <laughs> we were joking that it was George Clooney still floating <laughs> out there. And, uh, oh, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, George Clooney's in Don't a movie. Don't talk about gravity. Um... <laughs> So I have a theory I've developed okay. about this movie and my reactions to it. To me, this is the bridge, if you will, from old Star Trek to Next Generation, etc. Uh-huh. And of yeah. course, a lot of an obvious way is the choice of theme. The theme mm-hmm. of this movie is what became the theme yeah. of Next Generation. And honestly, I've never really liked the Next Generation theme. Huh. I've always found it stodgy and forced. And I think today I realize it's like a martial anthem. Mm-hmm. Whereas the original Star Trek theme was, Hey baby, let's explore the galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm seeing a lot of things where they, in this movie, they introduce some of the less good aspects of the future franchise. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, we have this opening scene of the Klingon ship getting, mm-hmm. and they put up subtitles of what the Klingons are saying, but the Klingons are saying nothing useful or important. It's all command bridge babble. Yeah. Subtitles totally unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, and so we get through that, and we get through the 85-minute beauty pass of the ship and all this <laughs> stuff, and finally we get to, um, who was it? Finally we get to people actually interacting with each other, and like, <laughs> oh, look, now the movie's interesting. The humans are having personalities and characteristics and dialogue, and yeah. now we've got a movie finally. Uh-huh. But, um, and, and, you know, I think at, at the core of this is, is old Trek. Mm-hmm. And the things that were good about it. a little bit of the things that weren't so good about it, but <laughs> the things are good about it, the interaction and the characters, mm-hmm. and it feels like the outer shell of that is what would get brought hmm. more into the franchise. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I see. It, it's all those things about um, the new Trek that I like that I was amazed started in this movie. Like you know, like the modern day Klingons, the yeah, the, the, the ship design, the the bridge, the head, the forehead thing. Yeah. Even yeah. their uniforms look like they do yeah. in Next Gen. And um, thankfully, uh, the, the Enterprise uniforms don't look like. Uh, that. But they're close. But oh no no those uh, they could go back to those uniforms. <laughs> the ones in this movie. The, the, yeah, the ones in this movie, the white. The uh, white were nice. Yes, yes, the white were nice. I didn't like the whole buckle but no belt look. No, but I, but <laughs> sometimes but but there there are certain people on the crew that yes. those white uniforms were yeah. very nice. Yes, I would choose my crew sleeves. just based you know who filled out the uniform. <laughs> yeah. As as would Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh, the on, on that, so so do all 
new crew members now need to declare to Kirk their vow of chastity <laughs> before reporting. I, I think well, if they, if they want to survive. <laughs> I, I think that's something they teach at the academy <laughs> now. Before you say anything. <laughs> and, it, and clearly the lesson here is if you declare your vow of chastity, you will die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but um, the, the bridge, the not the bridge set, but the a lot of the hallways mm-hmm. and uh, parts of engineering uh, look just like yeah, e- except brighter, yeah, um, brighter and smaller, metal and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, um, the shape of the hallway though is exactly yeah. next gen. Yeah, and I realized this when um, Decker and Ilya, uh, Susan, Susan, sorry, Susan, <laughs> uh, meets after I can't remember when it was, but they met in a hallway. Oh, it was after the wormhole yeah, yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. And and he's saying, you know, oh, hi. And she's like, oh, why didn't you say goodbye that last time? And he says, well, could you? And it clicked in my head suddenly. This is Troy and Riker. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Really? Oh, yes. This, yeah. is, this is exactly oh, right. what Troy and Riker was. I'm sorry. I would have brought that up because that was ridiculously obvious i i just mm, forgot about it because i hadn't seen the movie in so long but now watching yeah. these two characters yeah. and the talk about they were yep. in love but then Absolutely. they got separated yeah. by mm. whatever reasons yeah. it's the troy and Riker plot oh yeah that never occurred to me because i was interested in decker <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that's funny because i'm the other way i like Riker. do it and alia seemed like she was useful on the ship <laughs> There was that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, for her two minutes that she was yeah. on duty. Yeah. I, I like Riker much better than Decker. Hmm. And I hmm. hated Ilya. Oh. I didn't hate it. There was nothing. There was nothing. Yeah, nothing was I don't know. Was like, okay. I, I know why I hated her, though, because in a lot of the promotional material, a lot of the information, they were playing up how they were bringing in this new character. Oh, oh really? And then she. Yeah. All she, she was a robot the entire yeah. time, basically. Yeah, yeah, true. But apparently she arrived minutes before they they left Space Dock, yet somewhere in between <laughs> found time to bond with Nurse Chapel and talk about her headband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could have been before yes. this. I know, she could have left but, and come know. back, but, but still. But, but the same way I was surprised that McCoy, who got to the ship late and yeah, all this yeah. stuff, Knew the name of the security ensign. That's yeah. right. Yeah, just some security guy in the hallway. He's like, oh, ensign, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, that was I weird. think while we were watching the 150 minute beauty passes, there were nice little meetups among the crew yeah, where they probably. got to know. Well, each actually, other. specifically, it was the medical team that was out getting to know the rest You're of right. the crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, instead of the ship's things. counselor, the ship's massage therapist. <laughs> <laughs> um, the wormhole scene is. I'm, I'm wrong. There's not just one problem in this movie. The wormhole scene. It's useless. It's it's it, it's what's supposed to be dramatic is actually pretty laughable. The whole slowing. Mm. I, I like oh, that. I, like, I actually oh, really like that. I thought it was terrible. But and and the point of that is. To, to bring to a head the, the Kirk and, and Decker okay. bit and allow for the, the next scene in Kirk's uh, room slash officer's den slash whatever. That <laughs> okay, was. that makes sense. I buy that. But, but and and also the, the, into terrible, hell, thought, yeah. with the wormhole stuff, it's the same concept um, that in Deep Space Nine because they have the wormhole that goes between the alpha and the gamma quadrants. Mm -hmm. And in there, things sort of like slow down but get elongated. You know, they just have better CGI. I I, I loved the simple. I actually, that that was one place where the effects were not driving me insane. Mm. 
Huh. But this movie didn't need a long point. <laughs> uh, I'll give you that one, Tim. And also, the other thing I think I hated about the wormhole sequence is it was a parade of technobabble. Well, yes. yeah. And again, so, something we see much more uh, of. A new theory. They never really left the wormhole, and that elongated oh. everything else throughout the rest of the oh, film. Oh, yeah. I, I liked all that stuff. I liked yeah. the testing the engines, and they're not sure if it's going to work, and, you know... Killing the person arriving on the ship. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. At least they didn't show us the blobs <laughs> the of flesh. Yeah. Is it quite working okay. yet? But come on up. Yeah. Well, no, it was working. It just it broke down suddenly. Like, like can it I does. Just, can I just say, that is a truly terrifying scene. Yes. It yeah, 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 yeah. It is really... Yeah, I, I mean, just to have them say, you don't see it, but they say what what came back didn't live long. Fortunately, yeah. just it's it creeped me out and to this day. I know it scared me as a kid, but it's yes. still just brilliant. I think that scene is brilliant. And done. they they do a nice job of showing just yeah. enough of the people mm-hmm. in yeah, the transporter yeah. beam that you you really feel the the most yeah. effective parts. The sound, yes, the sound Screams. is really good. Yeah, yeah the yeah, weird yeah. kind of through a digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, and the yeah. common theme through the throughout all Star Trek is that uh, McCoy does not do transporters. Yeah, yeah. right. Even and, and even, to, in, even in the new series, the yeah. reboot. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised he uh, wait. Oh, that was the second Doctor that had trouble with transporters, right? Mm-hmm. In the next gen. Well, no, the, the reboot of the, the new movie. movie. No, no, oh, the, reboot the, reboot. Of the, the reboot of the movie. Oh, does he? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Okay, I guess I I ugh, yeah. I'm trying to wipe my brain of all existence of the of the Abrams reboot. Oh, wait, so, what's wait. wrong with Captain Underwear? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to apologize publicly to J.J. Abrams. I didn't realize that Lens Flare was an homage to the original Star Trek. Uh, yeah, was some Lens now. I will no, not no, apologize. A lot. But there wasn't Lens Flare in every frame of the film. So, <laughs> but but seeing Including. that, I can, I still hate it, but I can at least yeah. There was enough it that it was incredibly noticeable. It was yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, some of the effects were assisted by Lens Flare, like the flying orb thingy yeah. that was shooting or digitizing yeah. or whatever the other ships. Um, yeah. I, I did appreciate the uh, short-sleeved uniforms. Yes. <laughs> I wish Starfleet would bring those back. So yeah, my, my thought, though, is apparently Starfleet uniforms are much like NFL uniforms, where they have so many alternates that it can barely be called uniform <laughs> exactly. anymore. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and meanwhile, did you notice back on Earth, togas are in. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I just thought those were people from Ryza. <laughs> we were joking about the... Uh, Kirk takes the the Enjuda into uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. To to the Presidio, yeah. right? Oh, and what what goes to the Presidio? Is nothing, nothing, nothing. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, there yeah. must be a, a line that goes there. The but that's what he took. Now, yeah. the future one. Yeah. Speaking can... of that scene, it was that was the one scene where the 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 backdrop of the studio oh. was so obviously oh, painted man. and and not animated. Well, the worst part is they painted people in there. Yeah. yeah. That are just standing there, not moving at all. But they, the people in front of it are yeah. moving. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it did not hold yeah. up. I mean, that reminded me of the the first season of the new Battlestar Galactica, uh, when you know the the they were down in the, where the jet fighters were, and the 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 back half was clearly a painted backdrop. <laughs> oh wow! Really, for the new one, they did that. 
well, so for the first season, it looked really bad. And then oh, then huh. after they picked it up, uh, seasons two, three, and, and, and onward, it, the CGI, mm. they actually CGI'd over it, so it looked more real. And then they had things animated in the background. <laughs> uh, another effect I thought was really bad was on, Kling- on uh, Vulcan, the orbits of the planet in the background. <laughs> They're moving yes. really fast. It, it's like the, they hit an anti wormhole. <laughs> it's strange though. It's like the day that was like about the only thing that moved fast in this movie. <laughs> oh, yes. well, spe- speaking of that, so in the time, whatever time between the series and this movie, that that culture has kind of gotten a little bit leisurely with its mind meld use. So yes. it's like Spock's going through his little ceremony and seems bothered, and Grandma Vulcan's right away. Oh, gotta find out mind meld time. And then later on, we're looking at Beecher and Spock. Oh, got a mind meld. They're just it's like they go to that. It's, it's no longer something we have to risk as an ultimate last mission. Oh, in and, the and, series, and it started yeah. out as, yeah. Yeah, they did that. The ultimate intrusion. And, yeah, and, but yeah. now it's just like, what do you want for breakfast, honey? Mind meld. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really want the Fruit Loops. I sense disturbance. <laughs> mind <my> meld. <laughs> I think I think the only uh, the the one phrase you know kind of phrase that they use that uh, we all seem to laugh at was when they were talking about the power of the cloud and they're like it's the twelfth oh, power 12, yeah and then all the size queens in the on the stage and you know, the set just were like the twelfth power <laughs> you see Sulu just whips around and his eyes are really big twelfth power oh, energy yeah. <laughs> like, well, okay. the other line where we discover that apparently. During his time off, Spock um, became part of the Borg Collective. Yes. Oh, yeah. He oh. mentions resistance yes. is futile. Yeah. Yes, and futile, yeah. thank God, not futile like everyone now futile, thinks it's supposed yes. to be pronounced because Picard said it that way. Yeah. <laughs> futile. Thank you, Spock. I forgive you for all your censors. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one question I had is, how come the entire n- n- crew knew that Decker was being replaced, but Decker didn't? <laughs> I don't think it was the entire crew. I, I mean, yeah. it's it's like a surprise. <laughs> don't tell him. This is going to be so funny. Well, <laughs> Wait till you see his reaction. Well, Scotty knew because he was on the pod with Kirk. Uhura and, knew. And Uhura knew because she's a communications Sulu officer. Knew. Check off Sulu knew because he's on the bridge. They're all on the bridge. It- Uhura is such a gossip. Oh, that's oh, it. Yeah. Yes. Well, the communications. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, was it in the newsletter? Or, yeah. <laughs> I, I do like that Kirk mentioned the five years. Yes. So we, two. they completed it. The they last completed two of, the five-year mission. The last yeah. two of which were apparently even worse than the third to the extent they weren't, no records were released. Well, no, yeah. animated. The animated series. Oh, I uh, forgot. Yeah. You're right. I haven't seen that in forever. Forgot that existed. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So the first last two years, they were two-dimensional cells for some reason. <laughs> uh, so my bro count is lower than I thought it would be. Uh, there are three bro moments, to a uh, bromance type. Oh, not, oh you know, okay. There's uh, Scotty and Kirk in the pod, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, where he's yeah. like, she will launch on time, Captain. Mm-hmm. Aye. And he grabs his arm like this. <laughs> yeah. And then Kirk and Bones, I need you, Bones. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need you bones. And then Kirk neat. and Spock and Kirk. I yeah. need you, Spock. Kirk was yes. very neat. I yes. need, need you, Spock. I need you. Everyone needs each other yes. in this. Yes. <laughs> this movie also had a lot of huddling to plot strategy where yeah. omniscient device. <laughs> three three feet away <laughs> from Veacher. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, apparently you can't hear anything unless you're within two feet of each other. The the sitcom <laughs> role. Yeah. Yes. 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 
And it's and, and speaking of sitcoms, like some of the the supporting cast that seemed to be just like you know ten feet away, <laughs> you know there was the 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 one guy on the bridge that we you know were talking about that he seemed to just be everywhere and like mm. he, it's almost mm-hmm. like he was trying to get in a speaking <laughs> role. Yeah, <laughs> I like that the yeah there and there were no like random crew members walking around a lot. No, like in that's the true. next generation, all jobs. There were a couple standing a lot, but <laughs> yes. that's as you would. I mean, that's true. Because yeah. you're doing your thing. So there was the uh, the big rec room gathering scene. Oh. Where and, and we, lots we of saw aliens, the and, Indian, yeah. yes, American the, Indians, oh and there was some good, like, yeah, it was it was multicultural yeah. in there, yeah. Okay, so at the beginning of this, you asked the question about what something that the instant you see it, you feel imprinted and comfortable. And I, yes, I exactly. realized during watching the movie what it is for me because the instant that um, Susan and Decker go to the <laughs> space lounge, so I've realized that any room with recreational equipment and brown and orange shag rugs and <laughs> odd seating gives me a warm fuzzy Aww, 70s wow. childhood oh, feeling. Yeah, I yeah. would I would if I had the money and the square footage I would totally do <laughs> that should a be a whole that podcast like that. to analyze that in yeah. itself <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah I love the space lounge. I can see that yeah the different levels oh there are levels of padding yeah, on levels, the yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. The, if the whole movie had just been people hanging out in the space lounge, I would have been totally happy. <laughs> Star Trek Space Lounge next on UPN. Or, no, you know, CW. not that ten forward bullshit where it's oh. wide and everyone's oh. at card tables and you know, <laughs> drinking fake alcohol. Sent the hall. Yep, fake alcohol. <laughs> so that's mine. Yeah, nice. um, I I I agree with all of that, and I I actually enjoyed, except for those slow parts that we've already discussed. I mm-hmm. actually really enjoyed the all film. F- all five minutes of the real plot. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> no, long, I mean, it was, how long is the movie actually? I believe it's two hours. Weeks. Yeah, like yeah, like slightly over two hours. <laughs> no, yeah. not in relative time, Sam. I mean, in, as how measured long, by Earth clocks. How long did it feel? <laughs> That's the question. I would say Tell it felt one did it feel while I look up. I was amazed that I, the, it depends. It is 2019, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was amazed at how much of the theme music that was developed for the the movie mm-hmm. has carried forward through the Star Trek yeah. franchise mm-hmm. even to today. Yeah. Well, actually, Robert, you were mentioning during the movie, you were surprised how much of the sets were still very much like the yeah. Gen- yeah, we were talking sets. about that. Um, yeah. Which Two makes hours sense, and 12 gonna, minutes. Because they're going to want to spend as little as possible for the TV series. So anything yeah. they could have adapted yep. from the movie, they sure would have. Yeah. Two hours and 12 minutes. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking 2.30. So. And that was and that got us to, what, the, the, the first opening scene? Yes, that was the first scene. <laughs> then another two hours. No. <laughs> so that really, you know, uh, that is the film's biggest problem. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Is the slow pacing. As Tim says, the well, pacing in general, so, but the pacing is slow, which is always the problem. I, I, if it was never the, too quick. There was never an instance of that, except no. for the no. one you, the wormhole, where you, or yeah. no, the planet revolving. Excuse me. Oh, well, that, the planet planets. Revolving. Yeah, but that's um, not pacing. That's n- yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, special effects. If if this had been an episode of the original show in you know forty five ish minutes of of actual stuff. I would have considered it an average middle green. I, I didn't think it was a fantastic yeah. plot. I didn't think. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, we true. were talking that it was a regurgitated plot in some ways. Yes. In some ways, not completely. No, it, it 
But it was very much the Nomad. What was that episode called? Just Nomad, right? No, I no, so. no, it had. No, I was it, trying to remember it, and I forgot to look it up. Damn. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Um, but they're, they're themes and plot devices that are well used within Star Trek. Um, they were not done only poorly, but they weren't done particularly well, I thought. Yeah. There was no... Because it was reintroducing Star Trek, it didn't feel to me like they... Well, and we're starting to get into to what, what, how we'd rate the film. We're getting the, to that point, I believe. The, I, unless um, anyone else has I'm, any I'm notes. kind of jumping yeah, the gun, but okay. it, it, uh, didn't, it didn't seem to deepen the relationship with the characters. They introduced two new characters and then they're the two who were killed uh, who went missing excuse me oh, yes let's dramatize the family <laughs> Let, give them some hope that maybe they'll yeah. come back yeah um it, it didn't <coughs> do anything new or break any new ground in track um mm-hmm. didn't do what it was trying to do particularly well but it didn't fail in it okay in, in dinner and future some series or movie they bring they also brought back like interaction with nasa um objects too like am i remembering that correctly there was a part a stupid part in star trek 5 where he the klingon shoots one of the voyagers oh yeah yeah (laughs) because they found it out there and he thought oh it'd be a fun target to hit um stupid one bit that was maybe (laughs) maybe this is a little bit old Star Trek, though even old Star Trek wasn't this blatant. I think this was neither old Star Trek nor new Star Trek, but just 70s movie studio is, of course, V'ger has to take over the hot chick. And of course she has to get yeah. nude and wet to make her first contact with, <laughs> with the Enterprise crew. It's like, uh, in the space shower or whatever. <laughs> said, well, first I think contact. It, was, it, was, oh. it was being like generated in that room or yeah, something. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. In the shower. Yeah. Kirk had to push a button to put a robe on it. Yes. Which is very Kirk-like. Usually you're pushing that button the other way. Well, maybe it had like a, a big like cover all over it, and he pushed a button to just change it into a... <laughs> Jim? Yeah. Well, speaking of the uh, some of the, the homages from the, the TV sh- original TV show, um, there were very few instances of of William Shatner overacting his part. He was pretty good in this. Yeah, yeah. there was a couple times where he's, you know, he would just kind of like do that overacting, but it was like one or two scenes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, most yeah. of the time he seemed to be more sullen and brooding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about Shatner. The, I'll say a lot. They're, they're, yeah. You know, he has that style that he created for Kirk that everyone makes fun of. Oh. He'll, he'll go overboard a lot. But he does some really great subtle things. Yeah. Every now and then... That is just shows that he truly is a brilliant actor some mm-hmm. of the time. <laughs> well, I started really appreciating Shatner as Kirk when the new movies came out. Uh-huh. Because in Shatner's hands, Kirk was charming somehow. Yeah. I mean, for yes. all flaws, he was charming. Oh, you're talking about the Abrams movies. No, I'm talking now. Yeah, the Abrams movies made me appreciate how movies. good yes, how okay. good Shatner was yeah. as Kirk. Because as Kirk Shatner's Kirk was charming for all of his other flaws. Yeah. Whereas current Kirk is just an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. But that seems to be the modern day thing. Is that like, may well be, but... This is your hero, 
love him, even if he's a he's a dick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You probably don't even like Daniel Craig as James Bond. I do. No, we I do. do. Okay. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, yes. I do actually like Daniel yeah. Craig as James he's Bond. Great. Yeah, yeah. But he's not a dick. <laughs> no. 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 It's, he's cold. But he's, that he's is a, a character. Yeah, okay. yeah he's yeah. a more uh, rougher uh, yeah, yeah. James Bond. No, he's good. No, and, no, that and it's not really the theme of this podcast, but I, you know, I don't want to get too far into the whole like the. I mean, the reboot is. I guess when we do Star Trek stuff, it is on topic, but sure. it's yeah. it's just so bad yeah, in so many ways. But it's funny, though, you mentioned at the beginning the imprinting. Just, you know, the imprinting I know yeah. so many people who love those new movies and who mm-hmm. love the old and the new. And you know, they've just been Star Trek fans along, and their Star Trek fandom is carrying through it. Whereas yeah. for me, the new, no, these are just terrible, terrible. And people, when I tell people I feel that way about the new movies, they're actually shocked. That yeah. I feel that way. Not only can they not conceive of the possibility, they can't conceive of the possibility that certain Star Trek movies aren't good. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm <laughs> going to mostly agree with you, which is mm. odd in watching films where <laughs> we have true. strong opinions. <laughs> um, I I I do like the new ones because they are Star Trek, mm-hmm. but I see the flaws. I think mm-hmm. all the things that make you hate it, I mm. can't quite hate it because it is Star Trek. That mm-hmm. holds me in enough. Okay, yeah, but I. There are so much in those films that really drive me crazy. The, um, the second one is the closest I've come to walking out of film in a long, mm, long oh, time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway. it's it's technically it's very well done. Yes, the acting for the most part is very good. I think yeah. everyone do, with what they are given yeah. does great. Mm-hmm. It's okay. it's the writing. Yeah, and. It's the, the story. It's the, the p- story. It's the manipulative use of old Trek, in in especially the second film that just came that recently like came out yes. a few months back, and now is I guess I, out I, on DVD I take or it whatever. A st- I take it a step further than that, and it's um, the lack of attention to continuity even within the film, attention to science, attention to common sense, yeah. attention to details. Huh. They're, they're ignoring all of those, which were one of the brilliant things. Uh, in this film, Isaac Asimov was a special science... Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, there are a lot of special people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but you get Asimov involved in it. Uh, Alan Dean Foster, yeah. uh, the writer. You've got people with some science chops deeply yeah, yeah. involved yeah. in it. And in the new treks, I don't feel like there is that love of science and continuity. No, it's let's all make, battle. Let's make an exciting yeah. action film in thing. space yes. as opposed to yeah. let's make a great science fiction movie. Well, it all has to be shoehorned into the modern summer blockbuster uh, template, which is terrible. Which yeah. which, which I think is another way of saying what I just said. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. So, but the stakes are really high in this film, just like in all yeah. the others. Earth is in danger of being destroyed, right? Yeah. Um, so if that were if this plot were made for a movie now, we would have to cut away constantly to Earth and to TV news reports to remind us that Earth yes. is in danger. We but can't but also, the, the ship would be constantly like firing thousands of torpedoes <laughs> at the giant <laughs> ship. Like, uh, it's just like, and we're, we'll do Star Trek too. And I want to bring this up then, but like in that movie, like every single shot counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like Nemesis. 
where it was just a torpedo orgy, mm-hmm. an ejaculation <laughs> of torpedoes for the last like quarter of the film. Where, where's? Can you give me the address and, of this orgy? <laughs> <laughs> torpedo orgy? It's down on Market Street. Anyway, no, but it, it, that's that's another reason why I like this is because you know I think they fire one torpedo. The Klingons fired like two or three, yeah. I think. Uh, well, and yeah, and they all they didn't fire a phase. They were going to fire a phaser. They were going but, to, but they couldn't because the warp power is injected right into the phasers, which, and the warp and balance. Somebody should have. Okay, we we can either be going forward or we can be at battle. Your choice, Captain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't that they were going forward. It was that the engines were imbalanced. Uh, if they were functioning properly, but still, see, there's you a lost your warp drive. For everything. Yeah, I'm gonna push my glasses up here. <laughs> the one I object to your your quandary. It kind of sounds like that. No, if you turn on the radio, the car won't go. <laughs> the one, the one, one mistake I think they they fixed for all future movies and shows was not having Major Barrett talk off camera. Because when she talks, <laughs> oh. when she talks off camera as Nurse Chapel, you're like, "Wait, is that the computer talking, or is that Nurse Chapel talking?" <laughs> but she talking? was not the computer in this one, That's right? right. Exactly. No, no, she was it was not. some it male was some, voice. Like, she was, some, was the the instructions of the thruster that Spock used. Oh, yes, yes, you're right. That's oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. even think. Oh, yes, was she? Yes, oh, yes, yes, you're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like Nurse Chapel. Was I didn't think about that. Wow, I didn't even notice. But yeah, like there was that like very computer voice, like male computer. Yeah, male. Yeah. Well, she gave up on courting Spock, so she like met up with this guy who designs thrusters and designs designs thrusters. And one night when they're in bed and designing thrusters, checking out his latest design. Uh, he's like, hey, your voice is pretty good. Why don't I put you in this uh, emergency jetpack here? <laughs> anyway. Now, that one bugged me. Why yeah. did the jetpack, why did it have to have a 10-second countdown and then 10 it seconds? It was very, it, yeah. it could not be changed once you no. press the button. Because and... the theme was slow. Oh, okay. <laughs> you I'll had buy to that. escape, you. but you only had one option to escape, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Um, any other notes before we start the voting? Somehow we have not talked about Bones constantly wandering back and forth. <laughs> oh, the oh, I thought we brought it up. Yes, and, uh, we brought up <laughs> that was the movie, that was but... funny. It's like just stay there, in or out. Are you a cat? What's <laughs> <laughs> no? See, he was busy trying to make sure he had memorized everybody's names. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was just wandering around the ship asking, "Hey, what's your name, dude?" <laughs> Well, either that or he was hoping someone would ask him to do something so that he could say, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not hey, a whatever. Yeah, he didn't get to and then do that. when no one asked him, he had to yeah. wander off in frustration. <laughs> he was good at rolling his eyes as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I really loved his like 70s hippie do with the, the necklace and yeah. everything when he first came on board. Oh Even God. his his uniform had a, was a low cut yes. neck. Yeah. And he kept that. He got rid of the necklace, yeah. but and he got a uh, he shaved. But yeah. Well, when yeah, he, I think w- Sam's right. There must be a catalog when you when you come on board. Did you get to pick which varieties of, of the quote uniform unquote you you want? Yeah. Well, when he first got on the ship and he had that full bushy beard, I actually went and looked up how old he was at the time oh, yeah. of the shooting because oh, yeah. I'm like like he looks really old and yeah. he was like 58 yeah, at he's, the time of the shooting. He's yeah. 10, 12 years older than yeah. any of the yeah. other. Yeah, he was born in 1920. 
And, yeah. and this is what about twelve years after the original series? No, um, seventy nine. So, so, so about ten years. Ten. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, ten years. Yeah. Well, that's part of why he was so cranky is because <laughs> he got interrupted in the middle of November. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor McCoy. All right. He didn't Ready really get to do much in this one other than fix Chekhov's. Yeah, just, yeah. No, no, he didn't do doctoring. He did a lot of counseling for Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what he needed him for. Yes, yeah, yeah. you needed that triad. He the, needed the, him. That uh, the three, <laughs> yes. the three people. As, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Tim, why don't you start? Um, I'm going gold. It has the huge, huge pacing problem, mm-hmm. but at the core is everything that was good about Old Trek. The interactions of these characters that are good reasonably fleshed out characters for the kinds of story we're telling here um yeah i mean yes there are other definitely other flaws but at the core it's still something i get once we get to that human interaction i'm involved and interested so and especially you know even without thinking of the more recent versions I was thinking it was gold, and when I think of the more recent recent versions, oh, it's so gold! Yeah. <laughs> All right, great, and rich. Oh, see, I completely disagree with Tim. <gasps> Just no. rubbish. But so, but but I, I agree. So I'm I'm going gold also. Oh, because uh, wait, but me, you disagree. I'm, I'm you disagree with me about the new ones. Yes. Right. So to me, it's everything you love about the new Star Trek and and just the Star Trek franchise, huh. and which you know, like I, you know, I I do not like. You know, I'm much more of a fan of new Star Trek mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. old Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And uh, but to me, this was just like uh, it. It could have felt like a, a if if without the pacing, if they gotten rid of the pacing problems if, and just made this like a 43 minute episode, yeah. it would have been. A fun really good. episode, a, yeah. a good episode, mm-hmm. and and you know the music was there. Just the, all the interaction you like of your favorite Star Trek characters is there. Um, everything you come to expect in in the Star Trek franchise mm-hmm. is there. Excellent, Sam. I'm going to disagree with both of you. <gasps> um, jumping into the chase, I thought it was old. Mm, um, oh. There were parts that I liked, but I didn't. I didn't think there was enough of the interaction. I didn't mm. think there was enough of problem solving and Mm. and working together as a whole crew and um there was no exploration the earth was in danger Um, (laughs) there was some of the worst aspects of the characters there the Mm. as i said if it was a a classic episode it certainly would not be one of the worst but it would be in that middle group that I kind of sort of remember it it wouldn't stand out in any way. Um, it had the pacing problems. Um, it was trying to be a star Wars and a 2001 and a Trek all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, it had elements that just felt way too, um, of the era it was made and not timeless space, Mm -hmm. which that happens in all of them a little. This Absolutely, really yeah. felt a lot more dramatic. And mm. Mm. Um, the problems just were a little too much for me to to give it a gold. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I see your point. I don't want to take away your point, but I feel that way, especially about Next Gen, that, no, this isn't space. This is oh, the 80s. I, and I, I would... I would <laughs> that's, but I, that's I feel the reverse. Show, I, I think yeah, yeah. this felt much more the 70s and next gen yes it's of its time especially hairstyles but mm. <laughs> the, the the uniforms the the sets didn't scream as much 80s to me as the hmm. screamed 70s hmm. huh 
Interesting. That makes sense. That's part of why I love the Space Lounge. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I I am going to have to vote gold. And the reason is, like, like Rich and uh, Tim have said, um, the pacing really is the biggest problem, and, possi- and not the only problem, but definitely the one that, that affected it the most. Um, I, I love... I, I disagree about there was no exploring. There was. They were trying to find out what the cloud was. Okay. Which may be more of a mystery than an exploration, but an exploration well, is a mystery. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that yeah. point, yes. So there's this mysterious thing coming this way, and and I love the whole figuring out of, like, oh, there's a message, but it's on some weird frequency, and Uhura's like, what? Frequency? I didn't get it. <laughs> Spock's like, well, I heard it. You don't know anything. No. Um, <laughs> and that's part of what I right. didn't like. That didn't. Each character didn't play to their strengths. Where that should have been something that Uhura con- contributed to the, yeah. the discussion. She, yeah, there was nothing for her in this film. And no. There was nothing that for Chekhov or and Sulu. I think, or, well, there was Chekhov got the scream, uh, fire a torpedo. Yeah, but he was mostly off the bridge most of the movie. Like after after you know he hurt he his back. hand and they apparently you know taking a band aid is a hard thing to do so he was <laughs> gone for most well, of it. Well, it was a burn. So. Yeah, he sprained it down and then he spent three hours in sick bay. <laughs> but to get back on track, I okay. agree yeah. that that a mystery is a kind of exploration, and I'll I'll yeah. concede yeah. that point. But but in in the, the time we're in now, where everything has to be destruction porn, mm-hmm. this is not right. This has characters. I would have liked to have seen some of these slow, boring shots of of models replaced with more of the characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, there wasn't enough of them, and yeah, I agree. But what there was was good. And yeah, the whole destruction porn thing is just tiresome. You know, mm-hmm. what's his name crashes into San Francisco, obviously killing millions of people, and everyone's just like, "Well, we have to get him." and Mm-hmm. We yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm getting off topic again. But we're talking, of course, about bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Yes. <laughs> oh wow! I can't believe when they did that. <laughs> bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a joke earlier today about Cumberbatch, and now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> that name is. In I'm thinking to myself, yeah. I'll yeah. save that for the podcast. <laughs> oh, it was the, at breakfast. We were going to have Benedict. I was going to order Benedict Cumberbatch. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's never got. Uh, I don't know why I got off topic there but uh, anyway anyway I vote gold for those reasons and um, for the obvious like this you can it's like they restarted with the original cast like they were trying to restart the show this Mm -hmm. felt like the the new pilot of the re what like if Galactica 1980 whatever was good (laughs) It was. Right? No, okay. if it was. Oh, no, it oh was. hell no. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even get Starbuck on. You had me worried there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> if I actually ever say that and I'm not just blind, stinking drunk, just slap it. Galactica <laughs> 84 or 80 with 1980. That was a fucking great show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that for? <laughs> I don't know why I became. 
What was that? Like I don't know. or something? It happens every time you get drunk. Though. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I would know. I'm so, too drunk to tell. Luckily, it's in the hall and we can yeah. just turn it off. <laughs> yeah, how do you will away the effects of the synthahol alcohol? Know. I wonder. I never understood the whole concept. We could. I could just go on forever talking about all this stuff, but yes. I think we should probably wrap it probably. up now. Well, I think there's one thing, even though we don't all have the same opinion about this or other Star Trek movies, I think an important thing that we can all take from this movie uh-huh. is that Spock said orifice. <laughs> yes. A couple yes. of times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lots of vagina and anus things going yeah. on in this. Yeah. Okay. And he went through. <laughs> he, did, he did pass through the orifice. Good yeah. for him. It would no doubt be sensitive. Oh, wait, that's another episode. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Robert. Joining me is Tim. Kevin, Rich, and Sam. Bye. See you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> Go to oldvgold.com to find more episodes and more information about this podcast. We're on Twitter at Hidden Deadly. Also, you can send us questions with the hashtag OldVGold. <laughs>